0: You're listening to an Anna's Owl Ministries podcast.
1: What if the last thing we ever heard Gandalf say was, fly you fools? Well, today on Systematic Ecology, we're going to play a little bit of a what if game. What if Gandalf perished when he battled Belrock? This episode is going to be for intermediate level geeks It would really be helpful if you have seen the movies more than once, read the books, because we're going to do a little bit of mental gymnastics in this episode, (laughs) just a little bit. Welcome to Systematic Geekology. We are the priests of the geeks, meaning that we are mediators between the Christian faith and pop culture. This is not a trap. This is not a bait and switch. Uh, If anything, it's two guys who look for every opportunity to talk about the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> taking advantage of that situation.
0: Indeed. A hey, big thanks to Austin Nance, who signed up for our superhero tier on Patreon. Austin, you really are a hero. And we couldn't do this show without your support. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, everyone. I'm Brandon Knight. I am a youth ministry intern, among many other things. And recently, what have I been geeking out on? You know, I've been uh, in relation to what we're going to talk about today, talking about the one of the members of the Inklings. I, uh, I've i been reading. It's not surprised by joy. Uh, it is a book. That is a collection of Lewis's writings on joy. So it's just like little blurps, mostly from his autobiography, but a couple other places too on joy. I've been reading that to prepare for a sermon. So that's been pretty good. Nice, nice.
0: I am Joshua Knoll. I am a fourth year biblical studies student at North Greenville University. And recently I have been trying to read the comics of uh, America Chavez, uh, getting oh. ready for the Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness movie, okay. and uh, I'm intrigued. I'm not sold on them yet, but I'm intrigued. Okay. Yeah, I've not read those at all. Um, I don't know if I'd even recommend it, honestly. Ouch! <laughs> I'm pretty. <laughs> they try really hard to be inclusive of different races, which is cool. That's good, but I don't really love the writing yet. Well, maybe maybe they'll they'll hook me later on. Hopefully, yeah. Now it's time to imagine the entire sad, sad, sad world of Middle-Earth where Gandalf had truly died. I honestly, this, this, this episode's happening literally just because I was like, hey, what if we did more what ifs? I was wondering where that <laughs> and- <laughs> came from, by the way. <laughs> I was just literally thinking about it one day, and then I was like, hmm, what are some what ifs? And obviously, I immediately think Marvel. And then I was like, OK, what are my other favorite geekdoms? Star Wars I did some what ifs with that that we might do later on. And then I was like, what if Lord of the Rings? And the first thing I thought of was what if there was not Gandalf? And I think my that was my go to what if specifically because when I first watched Lord of the Rings, it was around it was after I had watched the original Star Wars series. And I remembered I immediately watched Star Wars. and I liked Obi-Wan and he died. And I was you're really upset. And then when I first watched Lord of the Rings, my favorite character was gonna be Gandalf. And then he mm-hmm. died. And I was like, really? Every every time I <laughs> every start a new time? trilogy, my favorite character has to die. And as you guys know, Gandalf does come back. Mm-hmm. So now I go back to what if Sad Josh had to deal with the fact that Gandalf stayed dead? <laughs> Sad Josh.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for that explanation. I was gonna ask you because I didn't know. <laughs> Obviously, if you're gonna throw me a Lord of the Rings episode, I'll I'll do a Lord of the Rings episode uh, because I, I'm also a self-proclaimed Tolkien scholar. For those of you who didn't know, self-proclaimed. I'm proclaiming it to you right now, yeah. actually. Yeah. And, so, do you want my? Do you want like my thesis going into this, like my view on this what if scenario, just kind of going in?
0: I I think first we should we should probably do a little bit. Of what the Balrog is, and exactly how Gandalf came back, which I, I don't know how much you know about that backstory.
1: Mm. Why don't you hit the? Why don't you take the ball? Let's see what you okay. got here. All right, we, we've mentioned before when I went on a geeky rant on one of our earlier
0: episodes. Oh yeah, there are these things called the Maiar in Lord right. of the Rings that are basically angels created by the lesser gods to do their bidding, and. What Morgoth, right? That's the name of the evil god? Yeah. Some of his lesser angels were dragons and Balrog. In fact, the only thing that can match the strength, pure strength of a dragon is a Balrog. So that's what a Balrog is. It's just a lesser angel, fiery demon looking thing with a whip and a sword. Gandalf is also a mayor of one of the other lesser gods. But when he died in this fight, because he actually did die in this fight. He does die. Eru, the high god, plucked his spirit out of the mortal realm and remade him with extra power. So now he's not just the angel of one of the lesser gods. He's also empowered by the high god. Mm. And that is how Gandalf comes back and does all the really cool stuff he does afterwards. So I guess the question really is, what if Eru did not bring Gandalf back?
1: That is true, because Gandalf also goes through a transformation, you know, he got that scene when he shows back up. It reminds me it's very Doctor Who-esque, I think, because he's he's not Gandalf. He's Gandalf the Grey. You know, that is and it's kind of like this class level for wizards yeah. There's, <laughs> in the in the Middle Earth realm is, you know, you have the gray wizards, the white wizards, and I think brown it's in another one. And it basically is the cloak, but it also designates the power that they have as well. And the, you start off the story with Gandalf the gray, but after he is returned, he is not Gandalf the gray. I am Gandalf the white like they're. There seems to be almost like a Doctor Who like like reboot (laughs) here of like, okay, I'm actually someone different. I do look the same and sound the same, but I'm different now. Yeah, does does this make him a Christ figure? Because he kind of died to save it, save the
0: group, and then he was brought back by God,
1: by God. I mean, there is a little bit, which is interesting because it's like right in the middle of the story. I mean, it's right in the middle of the Fellowship of the Ring, and then it's his return is probably not in the middle of Two Towers, but it it happens during the Two Towers, which is the middle of the the whole story. So it's interesting because that does – there is a lot of Messiah allusion to that, but that's also the hero's narrative in general. To some degree, I think Gandalf's story – Gandalf's story has been going on for a while now, you know? And this was a next big chapter in his story.
0: I which we'll talk more about this later on. We're going to do a why I don't think Superman is a Christ figure, but (laughs) we're not doing that episode today. But I will say from what I define a Christ figure, I don't think anyone in Lord of the Rings fits the Christ figure. Meta narrative, I think that Tolkien's faith is just so embedded in all of the characters that if you really tried to, you could probably see Christ in any of these characters. Which is
1: exactly how you get Aragorn as a Christ figure. Yeah, which is also not a Christ figure. Which is not a Christ figure. But I think that really comes through in the movies. Because when I read the Lord of the Rings, I wasn't getting that at all. (laughs) I really think Christians took Return of the King very literally and was like, Jesus (laughs) coming back. That guy, that one is Jesus. So, but Although no. If,
0: if when the saints rise at the second coming, if they all look
1: like an army of ghosts, that, that would be pretty cool. That would be, oh, that scene is so cool. <laughs> what say you over and over again? Back to Gandalf. Um, so, what do you, so what do you think about I, Gandalf? What changes? I, I'm
0: going to do, this is probably a terrible cop out. Oh boy. And I and I apologize to our listeners. <laughs> I think, because obviously Eru, the high god, had a plan for what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think if he doesn't choose to use Gandalf, I feel like the destruction from Mordor will grow. I think the battles of the two towers will be lost, mm-hmm. and the destruction will end up going towards the forest, the woods. And then I think that Radagast would end up dying. And Aru would pluck his spirit and bring Radagast the brown back as, I don't know, maybe Radagast the gray or something. And the story would end up having the same end result of the ring being destroyed, but maybe having a lot more of this, the purity of nature kind of vibe to it.
1: A little bit more. more. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thesis. Um and I went into this, that was all the way back in episode two, by the way, Josh, when you, I, and <laughs> oh, man, man. <laughs> were doing this, having a similar talk. So, with the Lord of the Rings being an ensemble cast, both in narrative and on film, you need all of the people doing all the things that they do exactly the way that they do in order for the story to play out the way that we know it. That's how yeah. what if scenarios play. I think that there is varying degrees of influence that every character has, that if you pluck one out, the story changes. But depending on the character, it might not be that much. I can't remember his name that saved my life right now. But Carl Urban's character, who's the leader of the writers of Rohan. Not Baramir, not Baramir. But if you I can't think of it, I can't think of his name is now. But I think if you take him out of the story, I don't think it really changes that much. Um But when it comes to a character like Gandalf or Aragorn, you take him out of the story, everything shifts drastically. I definitely agree. Helm's Deep is a lot worse. Like, I don't think they survive Helm's Deep if. If Gandalf does not show up with reinforcements. That being said, as long as Sam is always a playable character, The story will always end with the ring being destroyed. You have to have Sam on the board because Sam is the hero of the story. You take Sam off the board, then the ring ends up with Sauron. It goes from Frodo, probably to Gollum, to uh, Sauron. Aumur. Aramir. There we go. I couldn't couldn't
0: pronounce it. it. I was like, how do I say this? (laughs) Sorry, I had to look it up and then I was like, man lord of the rings words guys
1: <laughs> right a lot of they slaughtered
0: the, how you say Mayor and all that too. but it's i try
1: lot, it's a lot <laughs> yeah. of error sounds yeah. in their words yeah. um so yeah so i agree that ultimately the ring still gets destroyed even if gandalf is off the board if our conversation was more something like um what if sam didn't join the fellowship of the ring and left when they got to rivendell Or what if uh, he didn't go back up the mountain to rescue Frodo from Gollum? Then we have a very different story.
0: I think, yeah, I feel like the battle would be lost and everything that happened when the original rings were forged would just happen again without Sam. Mm -hmm. And you'd basically just have to wait around till someone like Sam came along and the story was possible again.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like this idea of Radagast getting involved, though. I didn't think that I, far out.
0: I I just assumed it would have to be another one of the high angels. And then I was like, who? Because obviously not Sauron. Saruman. because Or Sauron. Well, definitely like, not him. Oh, both of them would be bad. <laughs> not <laughs> so the right like, option. Uh, let's see. Hmm. It, it could have been. Um. Which one of the elves was actually one of them I hear? Glorfindel? I think so. Again, I'm probably butchering that, but (laughs) yeah. Well, one of them is also in my ear, so it could have been them. Um, I think technically all of the elves are not technically lower angels, but they're like a little higher than human, and that makes sense. Okay, they all have some kind of power given to them, which is why they live longer and all that. That makes sense. Don't quote me; I don't quite remember,
1: but. But you know what? It sounds like it sounds right. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I do like this idea, though, because I was thinking in terms of, OK, so battle at Helm's Deep. They're all dead. Like, they're all gone. It. They. I don't think they survive or a small remnant survives <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or you go to later on with Gondor, because remember, Gandalf is the one who goes with Pip to Gondor. Yeah, so that all that wouldn't have happened. That doesn't even happen,
0: does it? So many, so many battles would be lost. (laughs) I, I wonder if Aragorn would have ended up going to get his ghost army sooner. (laughs) Maybe in order said that. So like we've been using all the correct terms and everything. And I was like, ghost army, (laughs) ghost army. (laughs)
1: They are, I can't remember what it is, but they, I can't remember the term, but they're people yeah. who swore to be at the Go battle star. against Sauron originally that didn't showed they, uh, yeah. no shows. Yeah. Which can you imagine you I, used to work in retail? Like, can you imagine every no show come like haunts the place that you everyone,
0: <laughs> everyone who didn't show up for a shift, it, haunts it until you have a ghost shift one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That, that, that would be something, you know, I hope I get served by a ghost one day when I go back to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, that's just, yeah. So, so interesting. so, they would lose all of those battles, but you, you still think with Sam, they would have got the ring there. I mean, the ring's not in any of the battles. That's true. The but only because one, they won the battle, they were able to go to the gates of Mordor and distract
1: the armies. That's the only part that I don't know how it works is the very end there at Return of the King when they show up at Mordor because they have this idea of like, we just need to cause a distraction. That's all we need to do. I don't know. I think at that point, then the story takes longer and you get this longer narrative of Sam and Frodo having to not just sneak through Mordor to get to Mount Doom without the eye seeing them and Frodo slipping up. But you also have Gollum lurking in the shadows the whole time. Trying to bite off Elijah Wood's finger. Like <laughs>
0: uh, so instead of being three long movies, we would probably have had like a 10 season television series. Probably.
1: Yeah. You may have had <laughs> to change this into a fourth installment. I don't know. Trying to get through Mordor. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I, I do Lord of the Ring made it. Lord of the Ring terms. You know, we're we're hopefully saying all of these right. <laughs> and then you got Mount Doom. That's always um, my favorite part
0: because <laughs> it's just Mountain Doom, which yeah. also is my favorite super random deep cut. My favorite map on the game. Lord of the Rings Conquest is Mountain Doom. Lord of the Rings Conquest, for those who don't know, it's like Star Wars Battlefront 2, but instead of Star Wars, it's Lord of the Rings nice. and it is phenomenal. I don't understand why it didn't take <laughs> off more. It is one of the best games I've ever played. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: I don't know if I've ever
0: played that one. (laughs) Well, next time you're in Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because you can play as the Balrog. Ooh, it's fun. Um, Do you think the Balrog would have came back or we would have seen more Balrog later on in the story?
1: Well. To me, I don't think he shows back up. Yeah. Only because his his purpose is with Gandalf, you know, and there's no other. Well,
0: I think it's the same reason we don't see a dragon. I feel like right. the dragon and the Balrog
1: are like cave happy done. <laughs> true. That's also true. The, th- they don't have to go back through the mines of Moria and the only other cave that they go through. You get a giant spider instead, because that is. Fantasy trope 101, let's throw a giant spider in a story somewhere. You know, I don't think the characters would have liked it
0: more, but I think I would have rather had a scene with another Balrog than to see a spider.
1: I don't like giant spiders. Let's not do. (laughs) I'm not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I watched Eight-Legged Freaks at one point (laughs) in my life, but I did. And I was like, this is just like Lord of the Rings. On steroids, there's giant spiders everywhere, and this is horrible.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Oh, would Sauron, without Gandalf there to defeat him, would he have played a more major role?
1: Saruman? Yeah, sorry. I always get Sauron and Saruman confused. I mean, it's like one more syllable, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is where it's different, because it's different in the books.
0: That's right, but I don't remember why, but I do remember. So
1: in the extended edition of Return of the King, you find out that Saruman basically falls off of his tower and dies. If I remember right, he's pushed off or something, right? Okay, that's not even of all the things that Peter Jackson does in The Lord of the Rings, right? That was like the biggest wrong because the story ends with Saruman decides to get take the Shire. He goes to the Shire. That's right. And he that's right. Because there's this
0: entire like extra ending where they get back and it's like, oh, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like they've taken care of everything else and they it still affects their home, which is interesting that he that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote it that way. It's like, even though you thought you thought that they took care of all the problems, well, the problem has come home. But to some degree, it's almost like. Sauron, or excuse me. Now I'm saying it wrong. Saruman um, was like just trying to mess with them at this point because he's not even like he's just like hiding in the Shire away from them. So I. I don't know. I don't know if Gandalf reclaimed the Shire without Gandalf. Would they have reclaimed the Shire without Gandalf? I mean, having Gandalf there helped. If I remember right, it's been a while since I've read Return of the King.
0: Well, we might have to leave this to be. T- Let's leave this. This will be the question we leave the audience. You guys let us know.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. org, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Would Saruman have prevailed? Yeah. The ring is still destroyed. Is the Shire taken over? And now the Shire's horrible. Yeah. Let us know. What also. You think. Let us
0: know if you want more what ifs because I,
1: I rather enjoyed doing
0: that. <laughs> it was different. Yeah. I liked thinking through everything with right, right gas and everyone and being like, this is what I think would happen. <laughs> I had a fun time with
1: that. Well, good. I had a fun time crafting my thesis, and thankfully, I was not wrong. So (laughs) that was my big thing going into it. So one of the reasons, though, that I think Gandalf is a significant character isn't just because he's the one who shows up with reinforcements. But I think Gandalf is the you brought up the Christ figure kind of of Gandalf. (laughs) I see Gandalf as the light of the group. He kind of starts off in the Fellowship of the Ring as like the leader. But after he falls And the group splinters. This is where Aragorn steps up. This is where Aragorn starts his story of the return of the king to his leadership. (laughs) Gandalf, when he does return, think of the scene in the movie. Okay, they're all standing with their backs to Gandalf and they're thinking it's Saruman and they turn and it's this bright light. And then later on. When they go to rescue Theoden from Wormtongue, which, by the way, seriously, who hired a guy named Wormtongue? Like, that guy is <laughs> going to stab you in the back. But when yes. they show up and they're like, well, you don't have enough power because, you know, you're just Gandalf the Gray, he throws off his cloak and reveals he's Gandalf the White. And again, there's bright light. I think Gandalf is like the light of the group. He's the, I mean, the symbol of hope, maybe because he's the one who shows up with reinforcements. And it brought to mind 1 John 1, looking at verse, what is this? Verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So you have this idea even with Gandalf of being the, one of these lesser angel deity like characters. Anyway, we have in scripture this idea that God is light. And this imagery of light runs all throughout scripture in various points in relation to Jesus as well.
0: Yeah, I also take it slightly more literal than I think you meant to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Um I, I'll say. The one way you can be salt and light, Ooh. you have to first die to yourself and live in Christ. So he maybe he's not a Christ figure. Maybe he is a church figure, an there Ecclesia you. figure.
1: An Ecclesia. What a shock. The the guy with the church podcast went to the <laughs> church route. But no, I no, I can agree with that as well of like. I think it's also in Matthew is where it, it talks about how you're a city on a hill, you're when someone lights a lamp, they don't put like something over it to conceal the light, but they put it in the window for everyone to see. I'm paraphrasing majorly in all of this. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I think that's maybe also a, uh, that might even be a better connection to the Gandalf character of this idea of he's not a church figure, but or not that he's a Christ figure, but a church figure of like, he represents what we could become of this moment of light in darkness.
0: Yeah, but that being said, um, the Bible also says that we're going to be the judges of angels. So just be prepared to judge all the my heir, including Gandalf. And now that we've thought through what would happen if he wasn't around, I feel prepared to judge Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Gandalf, please do not visit me. <laughs> I am
1: not ready for that kind of journey. he Kang the Conqueror. You think he's just going to show up? Listen,
0: <laughs> listen, you never know.
1: <laughs> I guess that's true. Hey, you want to start wrapping this <laughs> up?
0: Yeah, man, let's let's do it. Let's do it for recommendations. I'm going to let Brandon go first. So let's wrap this up with some recommendations.
1: Okay. so I'm going to go first. If you need another podcast like a hole in a head to listen to and you're not listening to the Fellowship Onion, you should check out the, the Fellowship Onion. No, excuse me, the Friendship Onion. It's an even sillier name. It's the Friendship Onion. It's hosted by Billy and Dom, also known as Pip and Mary. And they are telling stories about uh, just being on set in The Lord of the Rings, uh, their enjoyment of being on the show or being on the movies. And then also just like weird things that they do because they're also normal people. They've had NASA scientists on there to talk about black (laughs) holes before, just stuff completely unrelated to The Lord of the Rings. Uh, They at least for a while. While they had a segment called Billy and Dom eat the world, and they try (laughs) strange dishes from other countries and talk about it. So it's a lot of fun. I I I don't listen to it. Hear them. (laughs) Their accents are even heavier, especially uh, Dom, who plays Mary. Like his voice is even raspier. It's
0: great. I cannot wait to check that out. Yeah. Um. I may have recommended this before. I don't know but I'm recommending it again if I have. Okay. Um, Tolkien, a lot of what Lord of the Rings came from is his love of Beowulf, and he actually does his own translation of Beowulf. Really well done. Also, really kind of helps you see what inspired some of these stories. I enjoy it a lot. Highly recommend Tolkien's translation of Beowulf.
1: Yeah. That has been on my reading list for a very long time. I keep it
0: in our living room. Like, you know, we have like a... (laughs) TV stand. And, like, yeah.
1: you know, you keep some books
0: out there for like to give the room culture kind of feel. Yeah, like ambiance. Yeah. Tolkien's Beowulf.
1: Oh, I'll put that <laughs> yeah. next to my record player. That makes a lot of sense. You
0: know, it's right under our record player.
1: There you go. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well,
0: if you guys want to follow me more, uh, you can go to the Whole Church Podcast, wherever you're listening now, or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And that's where you can hear more from me
1: nice and if you want to hear more from me you can follow me on my seminary life it's my solo show on the stuff i'm studying in grad school find it wherever you get your podcasts and also on facebook and instagram at my seminary life pod hey everyone thanks for listening to this episode we had a great time and again if you want to hear more what ifs Go to systematicecology.org and let us know, or just let us know what you've been geeking out on and what we should be geeking out on. And remember, we are all a chosen priesthood, a geekdom of priests.
0: This was an Anazawa Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show
1: and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazawa Ministries Podcast Network.